So in these ayat we learned about Qarun. Qarun was from which nation? Bani Israel. And Qarun was very, very wealthy. So wealthy that just the keys of his treasures were so many that if a group of able-bodied men were to carry those keys, even they would feel burdened. This just shows how much extra surplus money he had. Because when is it that you need to lock up your goodies, your good things, your treasures, when you're not using them? Isn't it? So if you have, let's say, a little bit of, for instance, gold, you have a box, you keep it there locked. But if you have so much that you cannot even wear it at once or maybe in two, three times, then you need multiple storage places, right? So the fact that the keys of his treasures were so many, this just shows how much surplus extra money this man had. And in the Qur'an we learn that the Sahaba, they asked the Prophet ﷺ that what is it that we should spend? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, spend that which is al-afu, meaning that which is extra, that which is surplus, that which is beyond your need, that which you are not using. Because as I mentioned yesterday, what is extra? That is the haqq of who? Other people. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you extra because He is going to provide others through you. Not that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cannot give them Himself. He can. But if He's giving us extra so that we can give to others, this is an honor for us. You understand? This is an extra benefit for us. An opportunity to earn reward. Because imagine if there was no sadaqah, no concept of sadaqah. Then think about it, where would we get ajr from? You know, for example, if people go for hajj, umrah, you go to Makkah and it's so easy to give sadaqah. Isn't it? So easy. That, you know, sometimes you go to the grocery store, you're going to buy some water bottles, you buy extra. And on your way to the Kaaba, you can give all of them out. Literally all of them out. Right? It's so easy to give sadaqah. Now over here what happens, you have extra stuff, but many times you're wondering, will it be okay if I ask somebody if they would like it? Right? So having the opportunity to give sadaqah is itself a blessing. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him so much money, this man, Qarun. But instead of using it to serve humanity, what was this man doing? فَبَغَى عَلَيْهِمْ Instead, he was oppressive with them. He was very tyrannical towards them. Instead of giving them, he took from them. Like I mentioned to you earlier, he was appointed as a tax collector by Fir'aun. And a tax collector, what is he doing? He's basically taking money from the poor. Right? Or the people who are working, people who are suffering from poverty, whatever little money they make, they have to give a fraction of that, sometimes a little, sometimes a lot, to others. So this is what Qarun would do. And he was not very lenient at all. And he was very, very proud about what he had. And his pride was so obvious that it was almost disgusting. This is the reason why people advised him. They said, لا تفرح. لا تفرح, do not be overly happy, do not show off, do not overly rejoice beyond appropriate measure, because this is something that is not appropriate. Now, the fact that the Bani Israel advised Qarun, what does that tell us about the Bani Israel? Hmm? Okay, they cared for others. What else tell us about Bani Israel? Yes? 
they were still God-fearing people. They had some khair in them. Right? Because when we think about how they behaved with Musa salam after they crossed the sea, you wonder, these people were just, what was wrong with them? Right? Why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even rescue them? They had some khair in them. You know, being able to advise a person who is very arrogant is not something easy. And it's very easy in fact to talk about them behind their back. Oh, he's such a show-off. Oh, she's such a show-off. But having the confidence and this level of sincerity and well-wishing that you go up to that individual and you advise them and you see the Bani Israel are not just criticizing him. They didn't just say, La tafrah. They actually advised him. There's a difference between criticism and admonition. Criticism is that you just point out the mistakes, the faults in the other person. This is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. You shouldn't be doing this sister, you shouldn't be doing that brother. You know, such and such institute shouldn't be doing that. This is criticism. Admonition, advice is that you also tell them what is better. And that is exactly what the Bani Israel did. They didn't just say, لا تفرح, do not show off, but they also advised him that that this money that Allah has given you, seek through this money, the home of the hereafter. That should be your goal. But don't forget your share in this world. Meaning don't deprive yourself of worldly pleasure of fulfilling your worldly needs over here. You need to look after that also. So it's a very good example of moderation. And then they encourage him to be charitable. Why? وَأَحْسِنْ كَمَا أَحْسَنَ اللَّهُ إِلَيْكَ When Allah has been good to you, you should be good to others also. And then they warn him that do not spread corruption in the land because indeed Allah does not like those who cause corruption. And the fact is that when a person is overly happy with what he has, when he's showing off, when he becomes arrogant, when he pursues only his desires, when he becomes selfish, then definitely he causes corruption in the land. Fil-ard means in the land as in the earth itself. So for example, affecting you know, natural systems that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made, like for example, you know, pollution and all of that, and the list is endless over here, the kind of corruption, chaos that can be caused in the earth itself because of our greed. And then secondly, fil ard also means fi ahl al-ard, amongst the dwellers of the earth, meaning the people who live. Because this kind of behavior, selfishness, hoarding, pursuing only one's own desires, this is something that definitely affects others around us. Because when a person has too much, and he's only you know, using it himself, or he's wasting it, then that means that there are others who are deprived. And this is fasad fi ahlul ab. And when people are suffering from poverty, it really you know, takes them to committing a lot of wrong things. Right? You know, for example, there was a person at the time of Umar anhu who committed theft. Right? And he said that, it's my first time, it's my first time. And Umar anhu said, it's not possible that it was your first time when you got caught. But anyway, we also learned that at the time of Umar anhu there was a famine. Alright? And because of that extreme hunger, if somebody just, you know, took a little bit to satisfy his need so that he could survive, the punishment was lesser. So, the thing is that poverty, why is it that in areas where, for example, there is a lot of poverty, why do you think over there the crime level is higher? Why? Because people are desperate. And many times such people, or people who live in those areas, they are, you know, marginalized, they are treated differently. 
they are portrayed as criminals, they're viewed as criminals, whereas the reality is that their crime or their wrongdoing is partly because of us. We are also responsible for that. Because if we were helping them, they wouldn't be doing such things. Now, and the thing is that people who are born in poverty, who live through poverty, I mean, it really forces them to not think about the consequences of their actions. They're just concerned about filling their bellies. So this behavior, selfishness, hoarding, not spending on others, this is something that leads to fasad, even fi ahlul ard, even amongst the people on earth. So the Bani Israel warned Qarun that don't do this. But what was his reaction? Qarun, he got extremely agitated. He got very upset. The Bani Israel who were poorer than him dared to advise him. So he gave a very arrogant response. He said, I have been given all of this because of my own knowledge. In other words, my knowledge, my expertise, my skill, I have acquired it through my knowledge, through my skill. So don't say that this is somebody else's favor on me. This is my own accomplishment. So I don't need your advice. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns over here that did he not know that Allah had destroyed before him of generations those who were greater than him in power and greater in accumulation? In accumulation, وَأَكْثَرُ jama'a, Meaning people who accumulated much more wealth than he did, than Qarun did. But still what happened to those people? They were finished. They also died. So why be arrogant with something that you have temporarily? وَلَا يُسْأَلُ عَنْ ذُنُوبِهِمُ الْمُجْرِمُونَ The criminals are not asked about the sins that they committed. Meaning, they're not asked about their sins for the purpose of verification. Because if a criminal is asked, did you do this? He's going to lie. He's going to say, no, I, I didn't do it. He's never going to admit. Then, Qarun, he didn't just give a response verbally, okay, but he also went to the height of showing off. Right? It's as if he got so angry that he overreacted. And what was his overreaction? فَخَرَجَ عَلَىٰ قَوْمِهِ فِي زِينَتِهِ He came out before his people in his full adornment. Zina. Remember, we learned earlier that there's levels of zina. Right? One is the zina of the heart, the adornment of the heart, which is good akhlaq, iman, sabr, forgiveness, wus'a, all of that. This is the zina of the heart. Then there's zina of the body. Right, one's physical features, and there's zina of the wealth. Right, meaning with more money, with the clothes, fancy shoes, fancy this, fancy that, more expensive materials. You know, this is also a source of adornment. So he came out in his full zina. What is the zina referring to? First of all, in his body, fully decked out, basically, fully decked out, head to toe. You know, like for example, if you're wearing some jewelry, you could do with two rings. Right? But sometimes you go to a, you know, the height of excessiveness where we have to put in a ring on like almost every finger. Right? By no means criticizing people who like to wear jewelry. That's for sure, you know, you know, your own choice. But uh, when we overly get dressed up, okay? So over here, Qarun, what did he do? He dressed up, he put on his expensive clothes, you know, his adornment. Why? for the purpose of displaying his zina, for the purpose of displaying his wealth. That you criticize me? Let me show you what I have. So he came out with his zina. And this zina also refers to his wealth, that he actually displayed it. Before the keys are mentioned, right? 
So now all the lockers, all the rooms, all the storage places, they were all opened up. Okay, Everything was taken out. And it was as though it was passed around through the streets so that people would watch. So that people would see that this is what I have. You only know about my keys? Let me show you all the money that I have, all the riches that I have accumulated. So, فَخَرَجَ عَلَىٰ قَوْمِهِ فِي زِينَتِهِ He displayed his wealth. He displayed his riches. Now, wearing good clothes, okay, driving a fancy car, wearing you know jewelry, makeup, whatever it is, there is nothing wrong with that in and of itself. The problem is with the with the what? The intention. That with what intention is a person wearing those clothes? With what intention did a person put that nail color on their nails? What was the goal? Was it to feel good about oneself? Okay? To dress appropriately according to the event or the festival that a person is going to? Or was it to really leave a, a good impression on people that, yeah, I also have nice clothes. See my choice? It's the best choice. Now everybody should go wow, wow, wow on what I'm wearing. What is the intention? It's the intention that matters. So over here, what was the problem with this display? What was the problem with this display? It was the intention. He was showing off. He was basically saying, look at all of this that I have. You tell me don't show off, I'll show off. So, فَخَرَجَ عَلَىٰ قَوْمِهِ فِي زِينَتِهِ and when he did this, and this was basically his baghi, his rebellion, his really turning against his people, they advise him with something so beautiful, and he totally turns against them. Qala. Now people started talking. Okay? So some people, they, they said something. Qala, he said, who? Alladina, those people who? Yuriduna al-hayata dunya Yuriduna, they intend, meaning their intention, their goal, was what? Al-hayat al-dunya, the life of this world. Meaning they desired worldly life. Its enjoyment, its riches, its glitters. That is what they liked. That is what they desired. So basically, those people in whose hearts was hubb dunya the love of this world. What did they say? When they saw Qarun, they said, Ya layta lana. Yeah, later. Oh, would that. Oh, we wish. Lana, for us. Yeah, later. Later is half at-tamanni. Right? At-tamanni is to express one's wish. So, oh, we wish. Lana, we also had. Mithla, similar to. Ma utiya qarun. What qarun was given. Said, oh, we wish. We also had. What qarun has been given. إِنَّهُ Indeed he is. Qarun is Ladu, surely possessor of حَظٍ Arim, A great fortune, a great share. حَظ is share. He's really lucky. He's got so much. So when they saw Qarun displaying his riches, those who had love of dunya in their hearts, their love, their desire grew even more. And they were left with only hasra, only sadness. That, oh, I wish I also had. Now here, we need to think about ourselves. That if I see somebody wearing something nice, if I see somebody eating something nice, if I see somebody driving something nice, what do I think? 
we wish to have it too. Yes, it happens. This is why, you know, like I mentioned this to you earlier also, my grandparents and my parents, both, they taught us, do not look at other people's things. As children, we were taught this etiquette. When you go somewhere, don't stare. Don't do that. When you see somebody wearing some good clothes, don't scan them from top to bottom. And seriously, I mean, especially younger girls, you know, may Allah protect you and give you confidence and, you know, protect you from evil eye. But honestly, it happens. Scanned head to toe. Head to toe. Two, three, four, five times. Why? Why? What's the matter? Somebody's looking beautiful? MashaAllah. Right? So when we look at somebody wearing something nice, you know, doing something nice, we shouldn't be looking at them with envy or with desire for what they have. Because if we desire what they have, will we ever be happy? No, we won't be. Because if, for instance, somebody's wearing custom-made clothes, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to go around the mall shopping, 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 looking for something that you saw somebody wearing. And these days, you don't even have to go to a wedding to see that. All you have to do is just open a magazine. Forget a magazine. All you have to do is just go online. Right? And just live in hasra. Live in this greed and this regret. I don't have. I need more. I need this. I need that. Poor me. So, يَا لَيْتَ لَنَا مِثْلَنَا أُوْتِيَ قَارُونَ Whenever we find ourselves desiring what others have, this is a sign that I am in love with this world. And it's a very dangerous thing. All our social media propagates this, where if you have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it may be, you're basically posting pictures of yourself or you know little quotes of, oh, this happened and that happened. You're, you're telling people more about your life. And so obviously the other people who are reading it is like, oh, this person's so lucky. Or when you, like, for example, on Instagram where you post pictures, like, oh, this looks nice. And so you're liking all the pictures that come up and you wish you had the same thing. So it's just more of an opportunity to get people more involved in the world. Because it's like, oh, this person have it. Why don't I have it too? Yes. And sometimes it's not that a person is upset, I don't have it. But it's that feeling of, I got to get my hands on this too. I have to do this as well. I have to do this as well. So what is important in life gets neglected. And what is temporary, transitory, a person wastes so much time pursuing that. You know, because looking at other people's things, whether it is watching YouTube videos about, what is it, room tours, right? House tours. One tutorial after the other. And literally people show their stuff, their routines and makeup routines and hair routine and God knows what all I mean, yes if you're researching a particular thing because you have to improve your you know, productivity and as a result you want your room or your house or your kitchen to be most functional, okay understandable but you know sometimes you look at the number of views that such videos have it's amazing thousands, not just thousands, hundreds of thousands of times those videos have been watched views right and yes, time is money. So, there you go, dollars even you could say. But um, it makes us dissatisfied with what we have. And it makes us you know, more eager to get more. To get more of this dunya. And the only two things worth envy are what? That when you see them in somebody, then yes, you have the right to be jealous. And it's okay for you to be jealous. What are those two things? Firstly, such wealth that a person has from which he spends, 
Okay? And secondly, such knowledge that a person has, which he implements and which he also benefits others with. Then yes, you have the right to be envious over here. Alright? And when it comes to greed for dunya, this is something that can never ever be satisfied. The Prophet ﷺ said, the heart of an old person remains young for the love of two things. Okay? Meaning the body becomes very old, but the heart is young in its love for two things. What are they? wal-mal, The love of life and the love of wealth. That a person doesn't want to die. And a person is not content with less. He just wants more. The Prophet ﷺ also said, if the son of Adam had two valleys of gold, of money, he would wish for a third. And none can fill the belly of Adam's son, except what? Except dirt. So the fact is that if you fall in love with beautiful clothes, you'll never be happy. If you fall in love with beautiful shoes, you'll never be happy. You know, keep the money in your hand, not in your heart. Because if it's in your heart, you'll never be happy. So desire for money, for worldly pleasure, is impossible to satisfy. Because dunya, no matter how much it is, no matter how beautiful it is, it is incomplete. Right? It is imperfect. So because it's imperfect, it doesn't let you feel satisfied. You know what I'm saying, right? Like for example, if you go to a restaurant and you order food, and it wasn't exactly as you thought it would be, how do you feel at the end? I should have ordered something else. Right? I should have ordered something else. So then what happens? To make up for that feeling, you order a side. Even that doesn't satisfy. So you order a dessert. Or instead of that, you go to a dessert place and you have another meal of dessert. Hmm? Because you're not satisfied. وَقَالَ And he said. Now some other people, what did they say? What was their response? They said, الَّذِينَ Those who أُوتُوا الْعِلْمَ Those who were given knowledge. What was their reaction? What did they say? They said, وَيْلَكُمْ Woe to you. What are you talking about? What are you being greedy for? You are envying Qarun? Is he even worth envy? This arrogant man... This person whom Allah has given so much, yet he hoards his wealth, yet he is oppressive with people, his sin is evident, yet you envy him? وَيْلَكُمْ Woe to you! And what are you desiring? Worldly life? The riches of this dunya? Is that what you're greedy for? ثَوَابُ اللَّهِ They said, reward of Allah. It is khayrun, it is better. لِمَنْ amana For the one who believed. وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا And he did righteousness. Meaning, even if you have little here, but you are righteous, then what Allah will give you later will be much better than what Qarun has. So seek refuge with Allah from such wealth that will corrupt you. Realize that Iman and Amal Salih are a much greater treasure than the treasure that Qarun has been given. وَلَا يُلَقَّاهَا And none shall meet it. Meet what? The reward of Allah. None shall attain it. إِلَّا الصَّابِرُونَ Except for those who are patient. Meaning except for those who are steadfast in their obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So over here, in these two ayat, we see the difference between جمهور كالأنعام and أهل العلم. We see the difference between the masses which are like grazing livestock, just following, blindly following others, 
and those who have been given knowledge. Those without knowledge, what do they do? Whatever they see, I like, I like, I like. I want, I want, I want. Hmm? Favorite, 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 this, this, this. This is who? Followers. Right? People who are just following others. Just because something is famous, I will also like it. And Ahlul Ilm, people of knowledge, they don't just blindly like everything. They don't just blindly fall in love with everything. No. They analyze it, they think about it. What is its worth near Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What is its worth in the hereafter? Is it even worth my attention, my heart, my love, my time? Is it worth it? If it is, I will give it some of myself. And if it's not, then I will remove it far from myself. And this is sabr. وَلَا يُلَقَّاهَا إِلَّا الصَّابِرُونَ So what do we see? True Ahlul Ilm, people who really have knowledge, they do not get affected by dunya. They don't get affected by the riches of this world. Why? Because they are in awe of the owner of this world. So they have more love for Rabbul Alameen then they have love for this makhluk that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created. So what happened? The Ahlul Ilm, they didn't get impressed by Qarun's display. And Qarun, while he's showing off, displaying all of his wealth, and people are talking and we see different reactions, remember that this kind of display of, you know, arrogantly displaying one's money, walking arrogantly, this is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hates. Allah hates it when a person behaves arrogantly. This is something that neither brings us closer to people, nor does it bring us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because even people hate this kind of display. Isn't it? Like for example, if in a casual conversation, somebody is constantly talking about the money they have. What do you say? Yeah, I know. Get over it. Right? Can we change the topic? If somebody is constantly telling you about what they bought, right, and what they own and what they have, what do you do? What do you do? You don't give importance to such a person. Maybe you thought very highly of them before, but after this conversation, you realize that they don't really deserve much respect because of the kind of things they're talking about, showing off. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also does not like such behavior. So what happened? As Qarun was walking arrogantly, فَخَسَفْنَا بِهِ وَبِدَارِهِ الْأَرْضَ فَخَسَفْنَا So we caused to swallow. خَسْف خَاسِينَ To cause to sink. So the earth basically split open. Qarun, his wealth fell into it and it closed. فَخَسَفْنَا بِهِ With him, meaning Qarun himself was swallowed by the earth. وَبِدَارِهِ And with his home also. The mansion, the house, whatever it was that he lived in that was full of his treasures, all of that was swallowed into into the earth. Before the very eyes of people. It was as if he just disappeared. He was swallowed by the earth. فَمَا كَانَ لَهُ So there was not for him. For who? For Qarun. مِنْ فِئَةٍ Any group. Fi'a from the root letters فَيَا Hamza فَاَ It's basically to return. And Fi'a is a group of people who return to each other for support, for help, for assistance. So there was no group for him at that time. يَمْسُرُونَهُ Who could help him? Nobody came to his aid. 
Mindun Allah besides Allah, meaning only Allah and only Allah could help him. Because Allah alone put him in this. So when Allah decided that Qarun be swallowed by the earth, who could come to his aid? Nobody could take him out of that. وَمَا كَانَ مِنَ الْمُنْتَصِرِينَ And he was not of those who could defend themselves. Muntasirin, muntasirin, muntasir from the word intisar and intisar is to help oneself. So nobody could come to his aid and Qarun could not even help himself. He couldn't get out of that. He couldn't get out of that. Because Allah's punishment, when it comes, then there is no escape. Only those can survive on whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mercy. That Allah gives them another chance. So well, the lesson over here is basically that who are we to show arrogance to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What are we before Allah? Being arrogant before Him is the most serious of things, the most foolish thing that a person could ever do. Because he's putting himself forward for Allah's punishment. He's challenging Allah. He's turning against Allah. And when he's turning against Allah, then there's no escape, there's no fleeing, there's no getting away. The Prophet ﷺ said, while a man was dragging his lower garment. Now this was Qarun, right? But the Prophet ﷺ also said that there was a man and he was dragging his lower garment. So basically, he didn't you know, have it beneath his ankles dragging on the floor, but he was doing this, why? Out of pride, just to show off. Just to show off to people. You know, leaving an impression on people. Oh, look at me, I look so cool. You know, I can do this gangster walk that my pants are so below that... Alhamdulillah, it's a little old-fashioned, but you still see people doing that, sadly. That clothes are dragging on the floor, literally. And it's not just in men, it's also in us women. That sometimes, you know, our dresses will be long with long trails at the back, wedding dresses. Huh? You know what I'm talking about, right? And it's not just in Western culture. In many cultures, we see that the bride especially has to wear a dress that has a long trail behind it. People have to pick it up. I mean, that precious cloth is being dragged on the floor. What's the purpose of that? I remember my wedding dress, when I bought it, it actually had a trail. Okay? And my mom had it removed. She said, either remove it or don't wear it. Her face was red. I was terrified. I was like, big mistake. Even on my wedding day, I was not allowed to wear something like that. Because the thing is that you may not you know, wear it with that intention that oh I have so much extra cloth I can trail it behind me. But this feeling of you know arrogance does come in. I look so good. I look just like the model on the you know in that magazine. I look just like so and so. So it does bring feelings of arrogance in the heart. So the Prophet said while a man was dragging his lower garment, he was swallowed up by the earth, just like Qarun was swallowed up. And he will remain sinking down into the earth until the day of judgment. Until the day of judgment. Why? Because the niyyah was corrupt. And here, we all need to think about ourselves. That how many times is it that I have worn something, even if it was a hijab, even if it was, you know, a beautiful abaya or nice socks or a bag, but the intention was to show off to people. 
And we need to beg Allah for forgiveness. That, oh Allah, I seek your forgiveness for every single time that I felt arrogant and I displayed what you have given me arrogantly before others. Bringing upon myself your anger, your disapproval. Oh Allah, forgive us for every such instance, every such moment, every such feeling. What happens is like for example with high heels, as soon as you start wearing them, your walk changes. Like it's, you don't walk like that normally, but just because of what you're wearing, the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you hold yourself up completely changes. So even if you don't wear it with that intention, it becomes like that just because of the nature of the clothes themselves. Yeah. Sometimes that happens. So each person needs to keep an eye on themselves, that if I wear this, how am I feeling? And sometimes, you know what, when you put that on, your feelings are perfectly fine. You're not showing off at all. But then what happens? Five minutes later, an hour later, you start comparing yourself with others. So at that very moment, catch yourself. And seek refuge with Allah. Seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for feeling like that. And the more you turn to Allah, the better it will be. You see, Imam Malik, rahimahullah, he would teach in the masjid of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And mashallah, he was blessed with a lot of wealth. Okay? And every day almost he would wear something that was new. Meaning he would wear something that was not seen before. Okay? Now, we don't see that any reports that show that he was a harsh man or that he was arrogant. But what we do learn is that he had a lot of respect, a lot of love for the Prophet ﷺ, for the hadith, for the deen, for the very masjid that he taught in, the masjid of Rasulullah ﷺ. And this is why the scholars say that if he wore those clothes, he did them out of respect for the work that he was doing. That he gave so much importance to it. That he dressed so nicely each time he came. Right? So again, it's not the outward alone that matters. What matters is the state of the heart. Because it's possible that a person is wearing very simple clothes and then they're comparing themselves with others. Oh, I'm so simple and you know, simplicity is from Iman. So my level of Iman is here and the person wearing the heels, their level of Iman is here. No, this is arrogance. This is also arrogance. So the point is we need to Keep our eyes on our heart. Keep checking yourself. Keep correcting yourself. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. فَخَسَفْنَا بِهِ وَبِدَارِهِ الْأَرْضَ فَمَا كَانَ لَهُ مِنْ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ وَمَا كَانَ مِنَ الْمُنْتَصِرِينَ 